it's important to breathe. Because our, without breath, without breathing, we die. And so that's why I wanted to make a, a point of starting this off with some, some breathing. Just to remind you to breathe. And, and also remind myself to breathe. And then if we're all breathing, we're all living. And then that's what really matters, being alive and, and living your best life, your best life full of breath, full of vitality, full of um, just that stuff, I guess. Um, I wasn't really going anywhere with that. I just thought it might be a nice way to kick this off. And it probably wasn't because it just sounded like some stupid fucking waffling on. Um, but anyway, here we are, episode whatever this is of the Raglan Surf Report podcast, I guess it is, whatever you want to call it, it's just just me, Luke, talking into a microphone in a room, an empty room, an empty room by myself. But um, uh, that sounds a little bit morbid, a little, well, not morbid, but sad, but I'm, I'm actually pretty fucking stoked at the moment because I just went fishing. And I caught a fish. I caught a large fish. Well, it wasn't large in the scale of fish because there's big fish out in the sea. But I caught a snapper and uh, I was pretty pleased with it. It was a 51 centimetre fish. Um, so, I mean, that's that's a decent size. That's a decent size snapper. It's not the biggest snapper, but it was it was a good size snapper. And uh, I'm excited about catching that because I like fishing. And some people don't like fishing. Some people find fishing uh, barbaric. Because you have to, you have to pull in a fish, um, and and then you have to stab the fish in its head. Like you pierce its its head to kill it, you pierce its head into its brain, and you stab it in the brain and try and kill it as quickly and as humanely as you possibly can. Uh, and some people aren't really into that. Um, and it's not just vegans either. It's just it's some people just don't like having to stab a fish in the head, but they will they'll willingly eat any kind of dead animal. They'll still eat animals, but they just don't want to stab a fish in the head. And I think it's it's a great way to learn and understand where your food comes from by stabbing something directly in its brain. Um, it, it really, I don't know. I feel we're so detached from from our food and where our food comes from and uh you, you the the steps in which it takes for us to get our food um, but if you go fishing you know where your food has been it's been you know in the water directly in the water and uh, and you've pulled it in yourself you've got it yourself and then you've killed it yourself it's uh, i think it's the most um organic oh yeah it's all get i fucking hate that word but i just used it uh but yeah it's it's just a great way to get your food and so i just did that i stabbed a fish directly in its brain to kill it put it put it out of its misery so that i could take it home and um feed it to myself and to my family and everyone's appreciative of that we you know we i took a life um to give life in the sense that uh well we all need food to survive um, but yeah, that's that's my take on fishing, and uh, and there are there are a lot of a lot of fish out in the sea. Uh, there's probably not as much um, fish, as many fish in the sea as there you know ideally could be, but there's still enough. I've I've been catching some. I've been catching some. 
And um, uh, actually, a bloke from, uh, I think he was from Takapuna. A bloke from Takapuna was recently, he, well, I don't think he was attacked by a shark. I think the shark just came up to say hello to him, but it said hello with its teeth in his arm. Um, which is, it's, it's not the, it's not the friendliest gesture, but you know, everyone does different things to greeting. Some people do high fives, some people hug, some people curse. Sharks, they bite you in, in your arm or on your surfboard. And that's what happened to this fella. So he was out surfing in Pawanui, a place where I'm somewhat familiar with. I've, I've surfed there quite a bit. Actually, um, myself and Billy Stearman, we filmed an episode of One and a Half Men there about a month ago. Uh, so yeah, could fuck, could have easily happened to us, you know? Could have, could have easily, except it's um, pretty fucking rare to get attacked by a shark. But uh, but so this guy, he got, I hate to say the word attacked because it has, so, it's just, there's so many negative connotations around the word attacked. You know, it makes it sound like it's a bad thing to be bit by a shark. Um, but but this guy, he just got, he got a little tick, a little touch up from this this great white shark. And bit his bit the nose of his board, bit his arm. But he he's totally fine. Looked like he uh, just had a bit of a scratch on his arm, almost like a fucking uh, polio shot or something in his arm. Little jab there. But uh, he he looked like he was doing fine. And um, he so what he did was when the the shark lunged out and uh, and said hello to him. I'm not going to say that word attack anymore. I'm fucking done with that. But when it, when the shark launched out of the water to to greet this man. Uh, he he realised, I guess, that it was a shark um, because it, it looked like a shark and it was um, grabbing his arm with its mouth. So he figured out that this was a shark. Uh, att- oh, fuck, I almost said attacking. I hate that word. But this was a shark coming up to say hello to him. And so what he did was he did what I guess most people do and what many people have done during shark attacks is he punched it in its face. And that's what Mick Fanning did when he was uh, greeted by a shark. And that's what uh, all the other people on the YouTube that I, I was researching to see what they had done when being um, uh, greeted by sharks uh, had done. And, and everyone said the same thing. They, they punched the shark in its face. And that seems to be, I guess, the most effective method to dealing with a shark greeting you is punching it directly in the face because it does have the nerve, like a lot of nerve endings in its nose, and its nose is part of its face. And, and that's the thing: people say, "Oh, I punched it in its face," and it's like I don't even know where a, a shark's face ends and where a shark's face begins because it's all just one thing; it's all just streamlined. Like obviously, I guess if you punch it in the eye if you punch it in the eye that's part of a shark's face if you punch it in the nose that's part of a shark's face but like where is a shark's face is that like if you punch it in the mouth well you fuck you're not going to punch a shark in the mouth but i guess part of its mouth it's just it's just one of those things uh, fuck if anyone can tell me where a shark's face starts and ends uh that would be really really helpful knowledge because then i'll know that if if I ever get greeted by a shark, aggressively greeted by a shark, I'll know I'll know exactly where to punch it. Because at the moment I I have no fucking idea. Like I guess you know I'm guessing I punch it in it, in its eye or its nose. But then all these people are saying oh I punched it in the face I punched it in the face. But is like the gills is that is that a shark's face? 
I don't know. I think we need more clarity on on specific parts of sharks because a, a shark's face, that's fucking, that could be anything really. You know, it's like the whole thing's a face. Um, well, not not really, because it's got the, yeah. Oh, sorry, I'm just getting carried away here. But anyway, this guy punched it in its face, and uh, you know he was he's 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 all through the media. There's you know he's doing articles, news articles, and all that sort of shit. No one, no one's ever hit this up dude this dude up and asked him if he have has received any uh any kind of legal legal trouble after punching a shark in the face and that's i I think that's something that is overlooked when people punch sharks in the face well actually not just any shark the thing is you can you can punch sharks in the face it's all good no worries like a marco shark boom punch in the face blue shark punch in the face whale shark punch a whale shark in the face bronze whaler bull shark you name it you punch in the face unfortunately here's where it gets a little bit tricky if you punch a great white shark in the face, you are liable for up to a $50,000 US fine or one year in jail if you punch a great white shark in the face. And that's not fucking fair. That's not fair at all. We're humans out there in the water, in the shark's habitat, in their zone, in their home, and we are, we are at a, dis- a huge disadvantage when it comes to, to combat. So if a shark comes at us, well, a great white shark. If a great white shark comes at us and we want to defend ourselves, obviously we're going to do what all these dudes have done. We're going to punch it in the face, whatever the fuck the face of a shark is. But that's what we're going to do. But because a shark, sorry, fucking, a great white shark is an endangered species, if we punch, if we harm, if we kill, if we maim a great white shark or any endangered animal, we are liable for up to $50,000 fine or one year in jail. So, it seems like they've they've skipped over this with the last few people that have punched sharks in the face. But, if it becomes more common, sharks, great white sharks, sorry, start attacking people, more and more people, and more and more great whites are getting punched in the face, is like the World Wildlife Fund, are they gonna are they gonna catch on to it and start finding these people? Because clearly it's it's a uh, it's um it's a it's a breach of the rules. You know? They're breaking the rules. You can't punch a sh- a great white shark in the face. You can't punch an endangered animal in the face. But these guys are getting away with it. And if they start fucking if they start like you know, actually enforcing this law, because it is law, they start enforcing this, like, what are we supposed to do if a great white shark attacks us? I guess first we've got to think about, you know, we've got to to be on to it about um, identifying what kind of shark it is. Uh, Marco sharks, for instance, look very similar to great white sharks. You know, they have uh, the the dark black eyes, a, a dark... Uh, back on them and then and then a white undercarriage like a great white shark however they're not a great white shark and they are not on the endangered species list so that that's the first thing i get i guess we've got to do is like just establish what kind of shark it is is it a great white shark if it is a great white shark then how can we safely uh get out of the situation without injuring or um or violently attacking this shark. 
So uh, it's it's a thing to think about. Like you, and then you have to weigh up. You know, is my arm worth fifty thousand dollars or a year in jail? Because me personally, I don't have fifty thousand dollars to spend um, if I do get hit up for like punching a great white shark in the face. And I don't want to go to jail because I'm a pussy and I won't fucking last in there. And the you know the shower and the soap and that stuff. That's not cool. So um, at the moment, at the moment, we are good. Um, I'm pretty sure after McFanning punched that shark of the the WSL, they uh, I think they paid his fine. If he did get fined, he, they they paid his fine. Uh, not sure about this bloke from um, Parbanui, how that's going for him. But um, all I want to say is, uh, you know, to that guy, just watch your back. If someone comes um, ringing on the telephone and um, they want to imprison you for a year or fine you fifty thousand uh, dollars, just 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 look out for that shit. All right. Um, so great white sharks they are cunts and uh they will get you um what else do i have sorry i'm just i'm like real sweaty at the moment because it's summertime and uh and i'm an athlete because athletes sorry just drinking a beer because athletes are sweatier than non-athletes and i am a sweaty mess because i am a finely tuned athlete um apart from that beer that I that just drank, but that's all good. Oh shit! Yep. So what I did was I um I put a photo of my fish on Instagram. Now everyone's hitting me up about it, and I don't know why I put that on Instagram. That was stupid because now people want to know where I went fishing. But you know, when you when you when you achieve something, uh, you want other people to see that you achieved something, so they think highly of you as a person. And that's what I tried to do there. But yeah, seriously sweating. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm fucking rambling. But that's all this is really. I haven't been able to get a guest on here for a while. Um, I think that really came down to me not giving a fuck about doing a podcast, and then I thought I'd just jump on every now and then when I felt like saying some shit. And that's exactly what this is. Um, you know, I saw some stuff about a shark, and then. I was just like, oh, fucking endangered species and all that sort of shit. And I was like, oh, you know, I want to say something about that. I want to, you know, and I don't have an outlet to say anything about that sort of shit apart from, you know, getting on this fucking microphone and talking a whole bunch of shit and then sending it out there into the internet and then maybe some fucking Muppets like yourself are listening to it. And that's, it's kind of crazy when you think about it that you might be... You might not even be in Raglan. You might not even be in New Zealand at all. And you're still listening to this. You're listening to this guy sitting in a room in Raglan. And uh, and he's sweaty. He's a sweaty mess. And he's just talking about dumb shit, really. Just a whole lot of dumb shit. But that's okay because that's what the internet is. And that's what podcasts are most of the time. Uh, that's my disclaimer for this one because this one sucks. Apart from this next, next segment which I call, and um, it, would, it, would, it would have been way better if I had a guest, because it would have given it a, a little bit more substance to this next segment. But this segment I call Surfboard Model or Serial Killer. And um, because, well, I guess when I was growing up, surfboards didn't really have model names. They were... You know, you'd have a 6'2 by 
19 by two and a half or whatever it is there there wasn't any you know specific model names it was just a surfboard you had a bigger surfboard or you had a smaller surfboard uh, a small wave board they're pretty much called a fish so that was it oh yeah you got a fish oh you got a normal board oh you got a, a bigger board and then that was it there was like three type three types of surfboard and then a malibu so you had a malibu a a fish a normal board and a bigger board and those were the those were the four different types of surfboard but now there's like fuck there must be at least you know 1500 to to 2000 different well, I'm just making numbers up here but you know there are that many different surfboard names and every surfboard brand has a you know they have a plethora it's a big word they have a plethora of surfboard um models uh so I'd noticed that a lot of surfboard models uh, sounded like serial killer names. Um, for instance, this one. I'll start off here. So, is this a surfboard model or a serial killer? And I fucking... This is the thing which it would have been so much better having a, a guest on this podcast. Because I'm asking a question, but then I'm not getting an answer. Because I'm asking you, but you, you get the idea. So, uh, uh, this is this a surfboard or a serial killer and uh i'm hitting you with the weirdo ripper and uh is is that a surfboard or is that a serial killer and that is in fact a uh, fun board from channel islands it's a swallowtail with a hip uh ideal for like two to three foot waves good for intermediate to kind of above intermediate surfers so uh definitely sounds like it could have been a serial killer but not it's a surfboard uh, next one, um, the acid bath murderer. Now, is that a uh, you know a finely tuned five five quad that goes good in anything from two to eight foot? No, no, it's not. John George High murdered six people, and then once he had murdered them, he disemboweled them and then dissolved their bodies in sulfuric acid. So it was close. It was close. That could have been a surfboard, but it was not. It was a serial killer. Okay, the next one. This is a fucking dead giveaway, this one. <sighs> okay. Psycho Killer. Now, that has to be the name of a serial killer. Because, well, obviously, it, it's the, like, basically, it's almost the name. Psycho Killer. Um, however, it's not. It's a small wave fun board by Lost. Swallowtail, multi-fin setup, um, in Futures or FCS. Uh, yeah, just good all-round fun, fun wave, fun surfboard for summer conditions. So, uh, psycho killer, not actually a psycho killer at all, just a surfboard that goes good in shit waves. Uh, next one I've got is the doodler, the doodler. Now that sounds like quite, you know, something quite fun, quite funky, like the dude, like doodler. Oh, yeah, but you know, you know what I mean, eh? Like the doodler sounds like something. You know, something that wouldn't stab you to death in your sleep. It sounds like a surfboard. It sounds like a surfboard, but it's not. The doodler is a guy that did sketches of his victims before slitting their throats and killing them. Um, so, yeah. So, not not a surfboard. Not a surfboard, that one. Serial killer. The doodler, a serial killer. Um, and this next one, this is definitely, yeah, you'll get this one. The Kill Machine. The Kill Machine. 
sounds like some massive Russian guy who's like a mobster or something and he just went around and just did heaps of hits and stuff and just fucking just murdered heaps of people but he'd do it like quite silently and shit but um it's not it's a small wave fun board round tail twin fin by deathless and uh it goes good in anything from one to two foot mush to two to three foot not as mush so uh yeah the kill machine sounds like a serial killer surfboard it's a surfboard it's hard with these names though yeah yeah i mean most of them you'd think oh that's you know most of them sound like serial killers apart from the doodler that's definitely sounds like a surfboard uh next one i've got is charlie Chopoff. um charlie Chopoff is in fact a serial killer that used to cut the dicks off of children uh so not a surfboard charlie Chopoff. Um, not a surfboard that goes well through choppy conditions um, at all. It was a dude who killed children and cut their dicks off. Woo! Okay, that one was that one was uh, da the next one. Okay, the next one. All right, the beast, the beast. Okay, now that definitely that definitely sounds like a serial killer. It has to be a serial killer. But it is not. It is a small wave fun board, once again, by California Surfboards. Definitely sound... Oh, wait, no, it is actually still... Oh, no, sorry. And it's the nickname of Luis Alfredo Garvito Cabello, a Colombian rapist and serial killer who raped, tortured, and murdered 138 children. So we got a double whammy on that one. The Beast is a small wave fun board, and it's a serial killer who raped and murdered 138 children. So... You know, it's a double whammy, that one. Um, It's just quite interesting to see how many... uh, Well, they're all small wave fun boards, I guess, but how many of them actually sound like serial killer names. And then the last one, you've obviously got the one who shares a name with a serial killer that raped and tortured and murdered 138 children. Uh, But yeah, that's... um it's all a bit morbid, really, isn't it? Uh, so for something a little less morbid, um, I thought I'd go into my usual apologies segment, um, which isn't, it's not usual, actually. This is a new segment, just like that last segment, except this is a bit where I just apologize to people for offending them. Um, if you have seen the, the last, like, um, Raglan surfport that I did, and it was about um, shits, um, specifically outdoor shits and specifically outdoor shits that are done by people that sleep in vans. And uh, I'd just like to apologize to to some of the, the Freedom Campers um, because I felt like I put a bit of a blanket. It was a bit of a, a blanket, a bit of a generalization over the whole Freedom Camping thing and, you know, how they all do shits everywhere. Like all of them, all the Freedom Campers are just shitting everywhere. And I know that's not the case, um, because like for one, I I haven't seen a lot of shits everywhere, but I have heard other people who have seen lots of shits everywhere, and I have seen some shits in some places, and uh, I myself have also done some freedom camping. So uh, I've done some freedom camping. I didn't do any shits outside. Um, Why? Well, no, I did. I did a couple. I did a couple. Like if you're, that's the thing. Like people don't understand. If you're living in a van, you don't have a toilet in a van, and then you're supposed to have these self-contained vans, which which basically means having a bucket 
in your van and then you're supposed to shit in your van and then just have a shit in your van like so the shit is going to be hanging out in your van so it's like you and then maybe your girlfriend or your friend or whatever or your family living in a van and then also in that van is a shit in the van so it's not going to be that comfortable living in a van that has a shit also inside of the van um so you can see why freedom campers shit outside of the van um, because you're not always going to have access to to public facilities where you can take a shit um, so that is understandable why some freedom campers and not all freedom campers obviously but why some freedom campers do do outside shits um so yeah i would like to apologize to to some but not all freedom campers um you guys that don't shit outside uh i apologize to you but then you guys who are listening to this and you do shit outside um maybe just try to not shit outside but i do also understand why why you don't shit in your van um and why you do shit outside but just just maybe just try to stop shitting outside or or at least dig a hole at the very least dig a hole um but yeah i didn't get i didn't get too much flack from that one um but uh but yeah just it's a it's a funny thing though shitting eh um like because everyone has to do it and um but it becomes such a such a massive deal when someone does it um in a place where it shouldn't be done um like like i've i've seen people um shit in some weird places for sure seems it's like um it's a full juxtaposition that's another big word it's a juxtaposition when you see a shit in a place where a shit shouldn't be and the only place where you should really see a shit is in the toilet just as you're about to flush it and i think that's probably the most alarming thing for people is that when they see a shit out of the place where they would usually see a shit which is their own shit in a porcelain bowl you know in the toilet as they're flushing it so it's, it's definitely a bit of a shock to the system to see a foreign shit i don't think it's just the fact of seeing a shit outside and it, it's that it's disgusting and it's kind of like um just dirtying up pu- the public area or wherever the shit may be i think it's probably a, a shock to see a foreign shit um it's a similar thing if you went into a public toilet or any toilet and you saw a foreign shit like i could imagine you'd be just as disgusted seeing a seeing a shit in a toilet a place where you're supposed to do shits uh seeing a shit in a toilet as you would if you saw a shit on you know at the front of someone's shop you know it'd be similar because it's it's not that it's a shit in a in a weird place i think it's more so that it's a foreign shit and because people are so used to seeing their own shits like you could just do a gnarly as stinky as grogan like just the most disgusting thing and and you look at it and you'd be like you're totally fine with that because that's your own shit it's like smelling your own farts you don't want to smell someone else's fart but you smell your own fart it's totally fine but when you see someone else's shit it's so offensive seeing someone else's crap so i think that that's what maybe it comes down to i don't think it's so much about shitting everywhere outside as it is seeing someone else's shit so 
I don't know. I don't know how we combat that. How we can change people's perception of shit and just, you know, get an understanding that we are all different, and and the things that come out of our bodies are all different, and we do do different poos. Like my poo is going to be different to your poo. There's no poo that's the same. They're like snowflakes, so it's it's a little bit of a shock. Um, maybe we need to change the perception around defecation. Maybe we need to romanticize shitting into into something, um, something a little more, I don't know, ex- a little more acceptable because people don't accept shitting outside um, because they're just terrified of seeing someone else's shit. And uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not. The, the the shitting outside isn't the problem maybe it is a perception thing and maybe there needs to be a campaign maybe new zealanders need to to start a campaign to to make all shits equal or something like that um i don't know i don't know all i know is what i know and what i know is if i walk into a toilet and there's a fresh turd in there that it's not mine i'm fucking horrified and i'm just as horrified seeing a fresh turd in a toilet that's not mine as i am to walk down the street and see a fresh turd that is is also not mine it's the same thing it's not my shit you know and um i don't know i don't know i don't know how we can we can solve this and i feel like i've been talking about shit for about five to six minutes now and that's probably far too long to be talking about shit for but it's um it's a problem that we have here it's a problem that we have here and there hasn't really been any any way to solve this issue so uh i mean i guess i'm just a good guy i'm just trying to help out here just trying to help new zealand be a better nation for all of us you know for new zealanders who who live there who live here and then for visitors coming here and um so yeah i mean i'll i'll leave it on that for now um i guess this is this is the podcast over i feel like i've covered some pretty good issues and uh i mean if anyone has any ideas on how we can combat the um the perception of of different shits then um then let me know but uh yeah until next time um this is uh the raglan surf report podcast i'm luke cederman and uh oh uh, yeah just um Don't shit outside.